we have so many questions for you, so. Okay. Might be a little mini series. Yeah. And, cause I wanted to know about like, I wanted you to touch on nine millimeter and I wanted okay. to. Okay. And, then, okay. and there's so many, so many songs that you have that it just, it just, it like touches urban culture and spirituality at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you That's know me, I like to. That bridge. Yeah. I like to um keep my music super chill, but also like put the truth out there. And then also like make sure there's some empowerment involved as well so <clears throat> with nine millimeter which is reflective of the times which is weird but it's not weird it's actually repetitive but um like nine millimeter has a controversial thing because when i released it it was during the time where virginia was reevaluating the gun laws because of that shooting that happened in virginia beach and so they wanted to restrict the gun laws, which is completely understandable. Um, but I see how it po I see how that poses a direct threat to the black community because um, this is just the the direct meaning of the song. Um, it like literally like when they changed the laws where or they opposed bills where it was saying that you can't have. Um, military style weapons or like any automatics will be illegal to have. But if you already have them in your possession, that makes you a criminal overnight, just with wow. the law change. So if you, you know, you could be, they could take advantage of that because they know who has those kind of guns. You know what I mean? They could target a certain group and arrest them, have them arrested for life. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of tricky when they're making law changes. And, and, you know, when they make law changes as a Black community, we have to pay attention to that. And then also, um, of course, like, you want to protect our rights to bear arms. So you don't want them to go too far because if if there, it, it was, when they, if there's a need of an uprising or a revolution, what do we have to protect or defend ourselves with? if they strict those, um, take away um, things we use to protect ourselves or to hunt. You know what I'm saying? So nine millimeters um, is, that's like the direct message. And then like the lyrics per, per se is um, nine millimeter for our 99 problems. Um, that's just like, Sometimes we gotta solve our problems um, in a way that we need to, when we need to. <laughs> um, so that's what that means. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, it's kind of like, ooh, for every problem you gotta pull out the gun for, sometimes, you know, it results to that. But then it's also, um, the part where expressing um, expressing through art pain, it never goes away with blood we paint. So that talks about just violence in general um, and how traumatizing it can be 
and how we use um, all types of art form to express ourselves and to get that pain, like to release that pain, we use art to do, to do that. So that's a shout out to the art community. And, usually, and also like people that do art in any type of performance art, they still need to arm themselves when it come down to it. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you live in a certain community, it's just like, you gotta protect yourself. And then gangs, they say gangsters don't dance, but they really do. So I'm tiptoeing to my, um, to my hood nigga blues. That's just self-explanatory. It just means like, they say gangsters don't dance, but if you know the culture, we, you know, we're, we all dancing, we all having a good time, despite, yeah. uh, despite what we're going through, we're going to have a good time, we're going to be at the cookout, having a blast, so, and we tiptoeing through our hood, nigga blues, like, even though we're going through something, we're going to step our way out of it, so, yeah, that's what nine millimeters is about. You feel like that has anything to do with Virginia as a culture in general, or the yeah. South as a culture in general? Yeah, because, um, I can see how people can view that song as some type of self-entitlement because not everybody can just whip out a gun and just walk the streets. And we're, we're comfortable. Like it's, well, it's never, it's never comfortable for anyone to see a black person with a, um, with a tool on them. Usually you'll see like a white person and they'll have their gun on their hip and you know, they're not an officer. They just have it on them and nobody's going to question them. Cause you already know. Okay. If they if they moving like that, they got a license for that gun. You know what I'm saying? But if a black That's person, what we're thinking. yeah, if a wow. black person is to confidently have their um gun on their hip and they license, you're not going to be viewed the same. So there is a um certain privilege to that. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, like even like my older brother, he carry his with him everywhere he go. And he does it with confidence with his head held high. And it's not to showboat. It's just like, if I need to protect myself, I will type of thing. And I have a license to carry this and I have a right to carry this. Um, but it's still dangerous for him to have it, even though it's his, it's literally his right to have it. He could get taken down for that. You know what I mean? But if like, even like with the protest, like when Richmond, when they was protesting, they want nothing but um white people out there with their big guns just chilling like we protesting with our guns on us like military military weaponized type stuff and it was it's just interesting so it, every it, it has this underlying layer yeah oh, oh my gosh and what made you want to express this issue you know like how did this come to you did you just hear it? I didn't, it wasn't, um, it really wasn't like I put a lot of thought into it. I was listening to the beat and I had this beat for like two years since some change. And I was, I probably, I probably was doing homework or something. I was scrolling through Instagram, listening to the beat and the lyrics just came to me. So this wasn't like, oh, I have a, I have a message. It just happened. Mm -hmm. I think, and like the nine millimeter for our 99 problems was just like a freestyle. <laughs> so um, the lyrics just came to me. I wrote that song in less than an hour. So it was one of my wow. most fluent songs and my most popular song, too. Whoa. <laughs> and um, Zakani already asked you how you got into music. And, you know, do you always hear the lyrics like that? 
like just all the uh, kind, of, kind of like beginner questions of like how you start off, how you start off making a song, how you start off getting into music, um, and what made you have the confidence to go so hard in it too, you know? Um, that last question, I don't really know how to answer that because um, I build confidence through my music. So the music helps me be more confident so there's certain things that I'll say in music that I wasn't comfortable saying, just having a regular conversation. But because I had made music about it, I got to stand behind my, I got to stand behind my lyrics and live what I preach. So it's easier to do that when you have something that's published. It's like written. It's like blueprint. It's like my my Bible, Marissa's Bible. Like I gotta stand behind everything that I say. So as far as confidence, um it's a journey confidence is a journey for me like i might be confident today and not tomorrow <laughs> so you know and then um as far as the process of music it's different per song so if it, there's a beat i might instantly have the words so like with summon left eye um i don't want to get too deep with that but i really felt like that particular song came straight from the spirit and that's why I named it Summon Left Eye because I felt like I was tapping into Left Eye Spirit and I knew like it was a complete freestyle and that like the first three verses, no, the first two verses, I knew um, that wasn't me. And I knew that this was the, these are the type of lyrics that um, Left Eye would say if she was here today. Um, so for that particular song, it was very like, almost like I was in a spiritual trance and I was high, I ain't gonna hold you. So I was just kind of freestyling and the, the lyrics spilled, spilled, spilled out. And then like songs like Yamaya and um, Self Love, those were very intentional. And those songs came out from just going through the absolute most in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I about that a little bit for all the aspiring artists that are trying to get to Los Angeles, like, yeah, man, just don't have no real, don't have no high expectations. <laughs> I ain't uh, artist. My but that's what got you out there. I'm not trying to disencourage nobody, but just don't have any high expectations moving out there because you're in for like a rude awakening. I think it's um, a good learning process. Can you talk about? Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know what, what did you, you think about them? Oh, sorry, Connie. We're on the same light. <laughs> Go on, Connie. My bad. No, no, no. I was, I was just gonna say, like, me personally, like, my family is here, and I've had to come and then leave and then come back. So yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those places where, like, sometimes the first try is not. It's yeah. not even the first, second, or third. Like, I'm probably gonna have to like move to get some stability and then come back because this is a place of the rich and the wealthy and the people that have made it. So. Yeah, and I do acknowledge that because, you know, I have friends that are out there still and they pushing, they pushing their way. And the more, the longer they stay, the more results they end up getting mm -hmm. and it's working mm -hmm. out for them. So I feel like if had I stayed, I'd probably be booming right now 
or at least creating some type of buzz by now. But I didn't have, the, I had no fight left in me, bro. I had to come back home. <laughs> it That's was a struggle. And, um, and then like, I didn't know what I know now, you know what I'm saying? As far as like preparation. And so like, um, during my time in Los Angeles, I was dealing with depression because I was there by myself. Um, like this is mm. after, um, actually I don't know where Ashe went. Cause she was here. I was for still in Virginia. You was in Virginia? Oh yeah. You just came to visit and you went back to VA. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I actually had people popping in and out that kept me my spirits high. And then once I was like alone, I was alone and it was hard. And then the fi the finances was even harder and I just wasn't prepared for that. And even when I had a good job, it was just one thing after another type of thing. And there's, there's certain things I would have done differently. Um, but that just happens with maturity. But at the end of the day, I don't regret a thing because I made the connections that I needed to make. And I have strong networking relationships in Los Angeles that I can still count on till this day. So for anyone that's trying to go there, do your thing and just um, know like when people say, be prepared when you go there, be prepared. But in my opinion, I don't know, maybe somebody needs to really explain how to be prepared because I'm sure Ashe told me to be prepared too and I thought I was and I wasn't. Cause I, you know, I can't like, I started with the big savings and still got lost. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Gotta Were you prepared emotionally? Like when you saw Skid Row and stuff oh. like that? Nah, I definitely wasn't. I don't know you how about be prepared for LA. I like I've had family here, been here my whole life, and there's still times where I'm just like, bruh. Yeah, so, I don't yeah. think you could ever get used to it. And like, especially coming from VA, like we have our homeless people, we have the hood and everything, but it's different because I just feel like we have more resources for these for like the homeless and things of that nature. I just feel like they have um more options to choose from whether mm -hmm. like like out there is just i i honestly couldn't believe what i was seeing <laughs> on all aspects it's undescribable yeah it's undescribable yeah yeah <clears throat> but even now like you see it you can hear it in my throat like then just feel pain and sorrow for um people that have to go through some of the realest things man um, <clears throat> for some people, yeah. that's life. Like they don't mm -hmm. know any other way, any other way out. Um, and that's and that's yeah. crazy. that's the crazy thing to me. Yeah, and I, I don't feel like they have enough opportunities the way we do in Virginia because we we literally have. Like I feel like if you're from the hood and you say you can't get out, that's a lie, in VA. But like. Like, just visiting Inglewood, I can see how people say, like, bro, like, the trap is really the trap. You can't get out. Even if L.A. is, like, right there. It's right there. Hollywood's right there. Yeah, and you I see how they have people it. living. Yeah, I, I see what they mean. Like, I can't describe it, but you just can't. I just can't describe it. It's not as easy as it is here. Like, if you want help, you can get help here. In LA, I feel like you if you don't have family, you, you, you're you not gonna get the help. And even if you, you know, you try all of these resources 
it's just too many people that live there that need the help. So, and then you've got people that's not even um, from LA that need help that live there. So it's it's a lot. And um, yeah, man, those so those particular songs, Yamaya and Self Love, um, that happened from just pure pain mm. and um, suffering mm. while I was in LA, like literally being hungry on an empty stomach writing those songs. And literally the only thing that was fulfilling me was yoga and listening to like Willow Smith at the time. I was heavy in her music during that time and doing yoga. So, yeah. Can you talk Can about the artist that, oh, ahead, Ooh, I'm let, I'll let go. No, it's okay. I, um, oh, snap. <laughs> My question was, uh, could you explain Yemaya? I don't know if you already did. Like people who just have no idea um, okay. what that means or anything. Yeah. So, From a blank slate. Yeah, I'm gonna just give, all right, disclaimer, because I don't want anyone that's really deep into Yamaya to be like, she's totally wrong, she's false, that's not what Yamaya is about, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to tell you what Yamaya means for me, because she mm -hmm. is, she is my mother, and um, basically, she's like the goddess of the ocean, and um, the origins of Yamaya come from Orisha, and Yamaya is just one of the goddess goddesses um, of the ocean, and she's like a protector and a nurturer. And I resonate, I resonate with Yamaya. I feel like I'm just a child of Yamaya. And um, I, like even with this album, I knew I named it Yamaya because I wanted every single song was so intentional as far as I wanted to feel as powerful as the ocean. I wanted the emotions to like really move people like waves, just, you know, just like really heavy, but like flowy too. Like it's, it's a lot, but it feels good. And um, yeah. that was my whole intention with naming the album Yamaya. So Yamaya is just like the goddess of the ocean. She comes to protect you and nurture you. So that's like, a little short version and then um this this piece this art piece reminds me of Yamaya but it also just reminds me of black women in general because uh, she's like she doesn't even like her arms are like cut off and even in her face expression it's not it I wouldn't say it's struggle but it's like you can tell like even like the orange, you could you can interpret that as war paint. You can look at it as bruises. Um, so whatever she went through, it was a sacrifice. You know what I mean? And so like it's like there's pain there, but she she it's almost like how can I describe it? Mm. It's like she went through a lot to protect her children. Mm -hmm. And she's in the ocean and she's kind of just like there. I can't describe it. It's hard to describe, but 
it reminds me of Yamaya, but it also reminds me of Black women in general, because you got to think about how we've been treated, too. Um, we're literally like the bottom of the bottom of the bottom, as far as... Why do you think that is? I literally don't know. I can't... I don't know, because I, I, I worship Black women, so I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, I feel like... It doesn't like make sense. Top, but then... Like you said, like the it's so weird. It's just so weird. Like yeah, cause she cause you obviously see this is a goddess, but like looking at her, it looked like she just got dumped with no like you know what I mean. Like she was um used up, completely used up. We get used, yeah. Yeah, that's what she like, looked like. Like the caregiver yeah the nurturer like you know you gotta think about even moms in general like what happens to their bodies when they're just feeding their children (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. the community to our men to our children yeah it's maybe like yeah it's a lot of energy out i don't know maybe the appreciation isn't always coming back but yeah like that's legit yes i don't know like yes. the, the women i know i know we we uplift each other so yeah so i don't want to throw this i don't want okay i don't want to throw no one off with what i'm about to say because i don't want it to take away from what everyone is fighting for as far as seeking justice for george floyd but for who george floyd so can you explain that to our international listeners? Okay. I'm going to try my okay, best because okay. I, I refuse to watch that video because I've seen yeah. too much. But basically, um, George Floyd was a, a, a victim of police brutality and he lost his life in the process. And apparently there is something going on with them trying to figure out why he was so suspect and something to deal with fake money or whatever. But it took four cops to take him down um just a lot of unnecessary force and it cost his life and um basically the officer um killed him by kneel like by kneeling kneeling on his on the back of his neck i guess and he was saying he, yeah. he lost his life so i you know maybe someone can explain that better because i didn't watch the video i couldn't and so sure, now yeah. um there's protests all over the country right now. Even Norfolk right now, they protesting. They probably done because it's late. But um, maybe an hour ago, some change. Even Norfolk, Virginia, they're protesting. Florida. Um, they're all over the country. There's protests for George, um, for George Floyd. Now, what I'm about to say is see, the topic of Black women. I've never, maybe I'm wrong, but I've never... Um, I'm waiting for people to be outraged, that outrage for black women. However, I'm not trying to take away from George Floyd at all because I'm I'm angry about, I'm really angry. Yeah, I mean, there's Sandra Bland. Um, there's yeah. a recent one. I don't remember her name. She was an EMT. Yeah. And I, I want... Not this, I like, want. I, the, the amount of attention it gets isn't the same. It's kind of like, usually what happens, it seems like, a black man will be in that situation and then right afterwards like the same thing will happen to a black woman yeah. and 
I don't like. I'm not saying that. Like, I don't want to compare it. Yeah. Um, I just noticed that I want. I'm just. This is just an outcry that I want. Um, I want our people to fight for Black women. I want to. I want them to fight for us more. Um. But yeah. That's why this painting does so much to me because I'm just like I can tell like she's given so much and a lot was taken from her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even now, like us depending on Yamaya because we're you know we we got some mental illnesses going on that we need her so bad, but we need to make sure that we're appreciating her and, and constantly giving her offerings and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's of these just little flowers here you know yeah wow and tomorrow is tomorrow french mother's day tomorrow like tomorrow Ooh. or sunday yeah that just kind of like notified me when you said that like oh mother's day is coming up over here that's, that's crazy yeah yeah that's what it must be confirmation yes <laughs> and we recently had mother's day here a few weeks ago in the states yeah. Right. And like you so see in like that the celebration of of mothers and black mothers, like they're definitely beloved. So Yeah. But I there I feel like there is a point where there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. Even um even like trans community too, they, they, there's not much justice for them at all. And I don't even know if this like happened to you, but you know that part in your in your spiritual journey where you get very mad, like very upset, just at all the like brainwashing, the lies, the um, yeah, just basically all the lies that you've been told. And when you start discovering discovering more truth about yourself and everything like that, okay. Um, I guess maybe for somebody who. Um, I, I don't necessarily feel like it's healthy to to move out of that space because I feel like it's a necessary space to be upset and to be mad. Yeah. But I, yeah. Um, but like, what would you tell someone? Maybe maybe somebody who does want to move out of that space or who doesn't even know what's going on. Like um, they're just so mad and they're just going to you for counsel. I guess like um, okay. When they're, when they're in between, maybe. Um, Maybe they're in between Christianity and African spirituality or whatever there is in their journey, or they're just, they watched a documentary and they're upset. What would you tell them, I guess? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, I can only speak from my experience because I'm still battling that right now because I wanna say so much to my friends that, are, that feel betrayed by Christianity. I wanna tell them so much, but I don't, I don't feel like they would get what I'm saying and I have to, it's like something I have to put in the music to make it easy for them to process. But I really just want them to understand like, okay, yeah, you've been lied to, but not really like, if you're going to be like, just, all right, just give them the hard truth. If you want to be, well, I can't say that because we got to think about how Christianity was forced down um our throats in a certain form shape form and fashion but you still have to take accountability and listen to your spirit so when you are learning these things you should be getting the answers from your spirit not from what somebody is telling you 
but if all you if all you know is what you've been taught um i can see how you would feel betrayed if you found out something else that didn't align with what you've been taught because even and that's the issue that christians are having when they find out um oh jesus wasn't his real name it was uh yahweh or oh jesus was black um there's a lot of things that Christians will debate on within each other. And it causes so much um, unnecessary conflict, in my opinion. Um, but as far as like advice, I would just tell them to like calm down <laughs> and just, you know, take it one day at a time. If you, if you feel like you just discovered the truth and you feel like everything you know was a lie, take it one day at a time. Especially if you like a sold out Christian, because I, I, I honestly consider myself to still be a sold out Christian. Because a I still believe, Christian? yes, be, let me explain because um, I started off being like a Jesus freak. Like I'm in, I'm in school ministering to all my friends trying to tell them what's good with the Bible and giving them scriptures to, you know, go on with their day or whatever. And because it was so deeply rooted in me to do it, that's who I, I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like I was brought up into something that I kept, but it's, it's in my spirit to be this way too. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I was taught this, but I, it's also, I, I took joy in doing that. And whenever I needed help, and I called on Jesus, that was so necessary for me. It was Jesus that got me out because that's all I knew. So whoever I was praying to at the time, that whoever, whatever name I called Jesus or God as, that God still delivered. So if you pray in Jesus' name and your answers, um, and you and your prayers get answered, Jesus is real for you. If you call on Allah when you pray and your answers get and your on um, prayers get answered. Allah is your God. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um for me, my personal experience is taking what I learned in Christianity and taking what I learned from Ifa and taking what I learned from my friends, like their mm -hmm. whatever religion they're in, and seeing how God is present with them. And learning from them you know what i'm saying so for me it's just like you have to be open okay so say if you um are transitioning from christianity to commit or hotel um a lot of the times people discover the things that they were running from in the church they end up running into the same thing in those communities in those spaces so if you are running from judgment you're going to find out you're going to have judgment in this community as well so you know what i'm saying and like me um i don't really feel accepted in any area in any um religion really i feel accepted by god but i don't feel accepted from any religion or any spiritual de deity you know like a group of people i don't feel accepted you know what i'm saying yeah um and that comes from just being alter alternative too because it's like okay so 
there are certain things that you still refer to in the Bible, but you're rocking with us. That's weird. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm really, that's so interesting to me. Yeah, I come off really confusing to people. And, um, and I think God is like, again, like this ties right back into like the podcast, which is coexist. That's why I can't wait to see this podcast grow because um, you're probably most likely going to be interviewing people that can really give us more insight on different things that they know, knowledge-wise, wisdom-wise, experience-wise. And my experience is letting me, my experience in spirituality lets me know that God is real. And um, he, she exists in um, many religions. Otherwise, there wouldn't be all of these religions. Yeah, and I think everyone should be, like, it should be acceptable for everyone to have their own choice, and for us to have an understanding that everyone's perspective is different, but at the end of the day, we're all connected, you know? I don't know, like, I think for me, it's like having been in a place where like when I went to college and having gone to Rutgers, like seeing so many different ethnicities, religions, um, creeds, genders, um, people's sexuality differences, it was just like, but everyone was amazing. So exactly, it's like it would be nice if like there could be a space like that in our world because. I feel like college yeah, it would be nice. place. It's like a for depending on what community you go into, it can be a safe place. And it's like exactly. how do we make that bigger? Like how do we I think um I don't think we have much to worry about. I just want like as long as we continue having these conversations, especially because I feel like younger people are more are more open. Yeah. To <laughs> to the idea of coexisting. You know what I mean? So that that's religion, spirituality, um, um, gender, and everything else. Um, yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts on that, Ashe? Yeah. You really opened my mind to, because I don't even remember how we got to coexist. Um, but the name? Yeah, I can't even remember. Wow. Okay, so we were watch I was watching the well, we were both watching the Erica Badu and Jill Scott. <laughs> yeah. And I that saw, made me cool, saw in the chat comment someone said coexist. And I was just like, no, I said coexistence. And I was like, yo, Ashay, what do you think about coexistence? And I feel that. And like, because we had been searching for a name. Y'all picked a, a great name. So Thank like, you for like, the confirmation. No, like, especially like having it come from a place where like these are artists that we both looked up to growing up. Yeah. Throughout our lives. I was like, okay, like I can get with this. Yeah. Yeah. What if, I, didn't, I didn't think you were going to go from the stand to like, um, Hotep and um, uh, Komet. I don't know the proper name, but mm-hmm. um, 
I, I didn't even think you were going to go from that perspective. And all I could think of was um, they should get to a certain point, or not that they should, but but I find myself, I, all I can do is talk about my experience. I find myself to a point where I, I see it as like, these are tools. So I feel like whether you're Christian or not, the Bible, there's something that some of the verses in there, I'll never forget reading the New Testament and just crying. There's certain things, even, um, what's my favorite book? It starts with the theme, Proverbs. It's just, it's just certain things in the Bible that like help you get through your day. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And, 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 just, and yes, there's um, colonialism and some really evil stuff exactly. going on. Like, yeah, we uh, there's no way I would ever discredit that ever. I take that very, very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there's no reason, just like you took the word nigger, want to change it and use alchemy to make it nigger. If you can use alchemy to do that, you can use alchemy for the Bible in any way that you have your intention to use it. Right. It's not for somebody else to have their intention on yeah. you and use it against you. And, and it, I think it could, yeah, that cut, that's a, it took me a while to get there, but yeah, exactly. It's so much of a relief when you get there. Yeah. And, um, I will, I hope a Christian watches this because, um, I feel like it's safer to use the Bible that way and instead of use it in the way they were taught because you, you, that's, um, you can be controlled by human beings if you only interpret the Bible the way they interpret it. You need to interpret it for yourself and listen to your spirit because God is within you. And that's the most important thing that everyone needs to know is that God is within first. So even without the Bible, you do have all the answers because God is within you. So, yeah. yeah. You hit it right on the nail with that one. Yeah, but I'm it's kind of hard. It, it's still kind of hard to explain. Like, how do you tell someone who's angry, like, how to not be angry? Because they're just gonna be angry. But I also, I just and need them to right be prepared. To be I just need them to be prepared to be disappointed when they try to look for God in other areas. Anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I'm into. I'm. I resonate. I resonate a lot with Rastafari, but in the Rastafari community. Um, I wouldn't totally be accepted from just like being bi or just being wow. androgynous is what I how I would put it because I wouldn't even know I'm still learning my sexuality so I'm not right. there is no there isn't I don't have I don't know what my sexuality is and that's just the God honest truth like if somebody was to ask me today are you gay or straight? I would be like, I actually don't know because I'm not, I'm not sexually active anyway, for one. But you get to I just know, be. Yeah, I know I'm a sexual being, but I know I'm not, I'm not moving like that. I'm not thinking like that. I'm just chilling right now. But I know like my look and how I carry myself. Um, I wouldn't. I'm a tomboy, though. Yeah, I'm a tomboy, but I I know I know like. 
I know what my interests are. I'm just not sexually active. So that's why I'm not comfortable with saying that I'm a, um, I'm a, spe a specific sexual preference. I'm not comfortable saying that because I, I'm not sexually active. So it doesn't make sense to even identify with anything until I've experienced enough. You know what I mean? Um, but like I identify most with Rastafari, but I know I wouldn't necessarily be accepted because I'm I'm like really androgynous. You know what I mean? Are there times where you feel like you have like you try to be a part of things, but you need to step away to just listen to you know your own spirit and the spirit within? Yeah. Other people's just thoughts and judgments are just confusing. Yeah, and I learned that as a, in a, at an early age, just being in church. And I'm grateful for that experience. Yeah. I'm going to just keep it that short. Yeah, no. Yeah.